Welcome in. Weird Beer Podcast coming at you live. March 15th, 2020. Episode number five. Can you believe it? The Lord has blessed us with five episodes. Amen. Hallelujah, brother. Hallelujah, indeed. I'm Tootie. I'm Kyle. And I'm going to... Well, nothing awkward about that now. (laughs) Nothing at all. Just going to go right on past that. Let's go. roll with it. So welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. We're so glad to have you here. This week's episode is going to be about the coronavirus. Yes, indeedy. And this is something my wife and I just talked about yesterday. We were eating supper and I said, Sweetie, can you grab me a Corona? Hold the virus. Hashtag dad joke. Like, seriously? (laughs) Sorry. So, all joking aside, good jokes, bad jokes, all of them pushed to the side. We are talking about the coronavirus this week, which is a pretty serious topic, especially uh, as the news has been reporting. Uh, Before we get into covid one niner we have some weird beard news to discuss i'm pretty sure we still owe a number of people some shirts from like two episodes ago yes this is true there was a delay in the actual order coming through of the t-shirts that we had um those should actually be here end of march early april assuming that there are no more delays or issues so those folks that want a shirt we will definitely be getting that out to you as soon as possible but good news If you want to order your own shirt, you're going to make that available, right? Yes, absolutely. So we have decided to actually sell Weird Beard Podcast merchandise. As of right now, we are only planning on selling t-shirts with a logo on it so far. But that could change depending on how popular the t-shirts actually sell. So if this goes well, um, then we will plan on increasing our options to sweatshirts slash hoodies, you know, hats, sweats, etc., etc., and currently, you're just ordering a set number of shirts, right? So kind of first come, first serve type of thing? Yeah, so we will have a limited supply of the t-shirts, and we will sell them for nineteen ninety nine. Um, but if you want one, you will need to actually email us at the Weird Beer Podcast um, email account, which is theweirdbeerpodcast at gmail.com. So once again, theweirdbeerpodcast at gmail.com. In the email should probably be your name, your shirt size, and then how you would prefer to pay. At this time, all that we're able to accept is either cash or check. Yes, that is correct. So if you are interested, once again, just make sure you send us an email. Um, we do have a limited supply for the first you know, wave of, of merchandise we have. But um, depending on, like I said, how, how quickly this stuff goes and how popular it is, maybe we can order some more. You know, well, This is kind of like the test run. Exciting. Yeah, that's something we're really uh, excited about and yeah, looking forward to. Excellent. So this week's episode, we are talking all things coronavirus. Yeah, and just a quick disclaimer, it is not our intention to actually make this worse. Um, We're not trying to make anyone freak out or panic or get really super paranoid. Um, We're primarily going to talk about, you know, we'll we'll cover a little bit about what the coronavirus is, aka COVID-19. Um, what the symptoms are, where it originated, but then we're going to actually focus more on the conspiracy theory side of it about, you know, what caused this and, and what is going to happen because of it. Which, honestly, I think are kind of far-fetched to begin with. Yeah, nothing factual. So, yeah, it shouldn't be too big of a deal. Yeah, it, it, and again, conspiracy theories are pretty far out there, but um, it's the weird stuff that we want to talk about, and, and this is popular with uh, you know society right now, so we thought this might be a good time to give a kind of our take on it. So Absolutely. Let's do this. All right. And if you're looking for like basic information and facts, whatnot, on the COVID-19, you can go to the CDC website at cdc.gov. Yeah, and the CDC is actually the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, um, and they have some basic facts for you know society to actually kind of look at. 
Um, don't rely on the media. Just an FYI, the media makes everything worse. I, I think part of you know our society's problem is they rely on the media to get information, but what they don't realize is that it is the media's job to literally make things seem like it's like you know the end of the world. They they exaggerate things because you know we as a society tend to be attracted to the things that are out you know outrageous and extreme. Does that make sense? Yeah. More on that tangent later. Okay. So, <laughs> so let's uh, get into a little bit of the facts here. Dick. Uh, just saying. Uh, the, the coronavirus is not actually something new. Coronaviruses are, have been around for a long time. It's just this specific strand, this COVID-19 that Gunner mentioned. Um, coronavirus could be something as simple as like the common cold from what I understand. However, this strain of it... This COVID-19, the 19 stands for 2019 when it was discovered. Um, this is the new thing that they're talking about. And what could be tricky is that the symptoms for COVID-19 are very similar to other illnesses like? Like the common cold, flu, or even allergies. Um, if we look at the main symptoms of COVID-19, basically it's fever, um, it's a dry cough, and it's shortness of breath. When you compare that to, like, say, the common cold, um, fever is pretty rare in the common cold. The dry cough could be there, but it's pretty mild, and there typically is no shortness of breath. Comparing it to the flu, the flu typically, uh, a fever is common. Dry cough is also common, but again, you don't have that shortness of breath. Sometimes with COVID-19, there's headaches, there's aches and pains and sore throats, but it's, it's not a common thing. It's just a sometimes occurrence. Whereas when you look at like the flu, headaches, aches and pains, and sore throat, those are all pretty common. So there are some differences between um, these three different types of uh, illnesses. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> the words escaped me. Uh-huh. Um, so I would just make sure if you're not feeling well, you know, consult you know um, the CDC, take a look, see if your symptoms are matching. Right. So if you go on the CDC and you actually, you know, kind of compare those symptoms or look at those symptoms, you know what to watch out for. So I think at this point in society, it's important just to be aware of it more than anything else. That doesn't necessarily mean that everyone needs to panic and buy up all the toilet paper, Um, you know, toilet paper apocalypse 2020. Um, I think part of that's because people feel like they don't have a whole lot of control with this situation. And, you know, stocking, stockpiling supplies gives them a little bit of control. But I think what's more important isn't necessarily to panic like that. It's more important, you know, to be aware and to be calm. And if there's an issue, you certainly consult those health care professionals. Absolutely. I agree. Couldn't agree more. And what even kind of makes it worse is that, you know, most of the country is kind of starting to go into shutdown mode. Um, schools are being shut down and we just actually got, you know, notice um, that restaurants are starting to shut down now for the first time in the state of Illinois. Um, so it's it's causing everyone to be like, holy crap, what is going on? Well, and I think that's partially because, I mean, I'm 36 and nothing like this has ever happened in my life. I mean, I'm pretty sure if you went to my parents who were in their 70s, like nothing like this has ever happened in their lives. So I think all of these closures, whether it be schools, whether it be restaurants, whether it be you know governmental offices, you know, it, it's causing people, we're, we're in uncharted territory, put it that way. And so people immediately go to fear. Right. And fear is contagious. Right. So like my family doesn't even need toilet paper. Like we're pretty stocked up anyways. Um, but the other day I was driving down the, the road and I was talking to my wife. And I was like, oh, crap, should we get some toilet, toilet paper? And she's like, why? We don't need it. And I was like, yeah, you know, you're right. And that kind of was like an, a, a oh, light bulb moment where 
that fear is contagious. It, it, it's almost like it causes this like mob mentality in, in society. And you see all these videos of people swarming the toilet paper aisle of all things. I mean, if this is like end of the world type thing, wouldn't you target food or weapons? Which I think, honestly, like now that you start looking at Walmarts, that's kind of where people are headed. Um, more and more of the food aisles are now starting to show bareness. Right. I got a text actually from a, a friend of ours uh, before we even started recording this. said, uh, just went to Walmart and they are sold out of food. You know, your basic essentials like eggs, milk, you know, rice. Um, you can't buy a lot of that stuff right now. And that's, a, that's not us trying to make you guys panic. It's just, you know, it's, it's kind of a reflection of the state that our society is reacting to this. And I think a, a part of that probably could be the media. You know, their, their way of covering it seems to, I don't know, cater to like the fear-mongering mentality. But um, for the most part, I think what we recommend at Weird Beard Podcast is to, you know, be aware of the symptoms, be aware of what you can do to prevent yourself from getting it or your family from getting it. And you can go to the CDC website. It does give you, you know, travel tips and cases and latest updates. But we recommend that you don't freak out. Just remain calm and, and have a little bit of faith, a little bit of hope, you know? Absolutely. Okay, so why don't we just take this time then to actually transition into the more weird part of this uh, sickness, and that is some of the conspiracy theories that surround it. Yeah, like where did this thing originate? How did this thing originate? That's where a lot of these conspiracies get their meat. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, one rumor, I guess you can call it, I heard was that this whole thing started from bat soup. Is this... So how does that rate on the uh, weird scale, I guess, for you guys? Well, I mean, according to the CDC itself, there was a podcast on the Joe Rogan experience with a, a representative from the CDC. Um, and he actually claimed that it did start with some sort of animal, you know, contagion. So um, according to what he said is it some sort of animal had it and then a human consumed it. And then that COVID virus somehow adapted to uh, the human body rather than the animal body, whether that's bats or something else. I mean, that's so far, that's actually like the the underlying root cause of it, according to the CDC. And he went on to actually explain that in some crowded parts of China, um, specifically, you have these, uh, I don't know if you want to call them like animal traders or or poachers, or um, basically you have these little chunks of cities that have a variety of animals there for collection for either food or for, I don't know if it's for pets, but a lot of times those conditions that they're kept in are really unsanitary. And those unsanitary conditions can actually cause issues from having a virus leak from one animal species to another. And if it leaks from one animal species to another, then eventually maybe it, it can evolve to be able to leap into like humans. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's part of this whole coronavirus thing, not COVID-19 specifically, but coronavirus itself, that it can be transmitted from animals to humans. I mean, when you think of um, what was it? SARS. Um, SARS, I believe, was uh, also known as bird flu, right? Right. And so, I mean, there you have the animal tie-in, um, as well as MRSA, which uh-huh. originated, actually, I believe, with camels. So, I mean, you have a actual type of virus, this coronavirus, that is easily transmitted from animals to humans. Right, and, and that was the case for Ebola a few years ago, too, because I remember covering that with some of my students at the time. And one of my students, uh, I remember her saying, you know, I, I don't know if it's as big of a deal as they're making it out to be. And again, it was really, really like, it was all the, the news at the time, and that's all everyone could talk about, and people were starting to panic and freak out. And 
that just kind of goes to show you that the media does sometimes tend to make things sound worse than they are. And I'm not necessarily saying that this disease shouldn't be taken seriously. It, it 100% should. I mean, awareness is, is key in this, right? But it doesn't mean that, again, it doesn't mean we need to panic and think it's the end of the world. And if it is, then I'm not sure how toilet paper is going to help you. Okay. Good point. Okay. Uh, anyway, so uh, that is that's a really good point, Gunner. Um, you know, it, maybe the, the toilet paper will help you in the end. <laughs> I get. I see what you did there. Off I can go. <laughs> All right, moving on. My dad joke was bad. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, but let's transition into some of the actual, you know, more meaty uh, conspiracy theories. Um, so this virus actually originated in Wuhan, China. Now, Wuhan, China has a population of, I believe, like 11 million people. And so one of the original, you know, conspiracy theories is that this was actually a man-made virus. Now, I can hear, almost hear a lot of people saying, okay, really, but you need to stop and think about this, you know, with an open mind here for a second. In Wuhan, China, they have a biosafety level four lab. Now, if you're not familiar with what those do, those are the labs that actually work specifically with illnesses and diseases and trying to experiment with said illnesses and diseases. Um, And one of those conspiracy theories is that because of the fact that it originated in Wuhan, China, and that there is one of those biosafety or biomedical labs that is level four in Wuhan, China, that this was released to the public on purpose. Now, some people might say, well, why would you want to actually do that? Well, there might actually be a couple reasons for that. Number one, China's population is extremely high. Okay, everyone knows that China has had a reputation of being overpopulated in the past. Number two, there was a lot of issues going on in China towards the end of 2019. So towards the end of 2019, there were a lot of protests actually going on in Hong Kong. Um, and those, those protests were actually because of the fact that Hong Kong used to be under British influence and now that they're back under uh, the Chinese government influence since like the late 90s, I believe it was 97. Um, they're trying to actually kind of infringe on their lifestyle there and, and make them more like the rest of China. And the protesters didn't like that. And I know it's it's way deeper than that, but that's just a, a very basic overview. But yeah, those yeah. protests I mean, were huge, right? Those were huge. Yeah, those, those were, were large protests. I guess I do know what you mean. I guess I didn't see it tying into to this in any way. I mean, I feel like a lot of those students were protesting for uh, Democratic voting, right? Yes, uh, and there's actually a couple deaths. I know one, there's at least one death where someone got shot right in the chest. Um, but isn't it kind of interesting that, you know, a couple months after these protests were getting so much media attention internationally, all of a sudden there's no more protesting going on, obviously. Could this be some sort of method that the Chinese government is trying to use to actually silence their people and, and to get rid of the, the, the annoyance of the protesters? Does that sound like it could be a possibility? It could be a theory. Sure. <laughs> Gunnar, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to do it. You're, you're into it? Yeah, I'm into it. I don't know. <laughs> this, is, this is awkward. Okay. Another, uh, I guess, rumor, conspiracy theory I heard was that uh, this whole thing started via the Chinese government, and they were going to use it to, like, I don't know, take over the world or whatever, and it, like, leaked and accidentally got out on their own people. All right, so maybe it was you know, man-made, maybe it was made by the Chinese government, and maybe their original intention was to use it against other countries like America, who, you know, we had just been in a trade war with them, quote-unquote. But instead of actually getting here first, it accidentally leaked because of some sort of safety failure or something like that. Um, So that could be it, you know. I don't really, I I don't think I would put much stock in that. Um, I honestly think the whole open-air markets where these animals and 
you know, things like that are sold. They're butchered right in front of people with non-sanitary conditions all around. I think that's basically you're asking for some sort of virus to be spread from animal to human uh, right there in the middle of China for you. And I think that's more likely what happened. Right. And that's actually a really good point too, because on that podcast with the CDC representative that I listened to the other day, um, he actually had a book that he wrote in 2011. And he specifically wrote in that book that those conditions in those, you know, uh, markets, crowded markets. Yes. Thank you. Um, that that could result in some sort of virus being able to be transferable to humans. And he literally wrote about that in 2011 and you know, it's 2020 now and look what's going on. You know, it's, it's leaked into humans and now we've got a big issue that we as you know, a race have to figure out. Um, but something that I, I kind of want to ask you, Tootie, is sometimes I have a, a hard time getting past, you know, the idea of a coincidence. Isn't it too big of a coincidence that there is a level four lab in Wuhan, China, the city that this virus actually started in, and this is, you know, where it was released? Isn't that too big of a coincidence? Don't you think there could be some sort of like worth to the idea that this was man-made and released on purpose? Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I think there could be some sort of validity to that. But again, it's just a coincidence. Right. Uh, okay. So the second conspiracy theory that we have is actually that it started with America, right? Absolutely. Uh, brought in by the military, I believe, right? Yeah. So I guess we have a uh, biomedical lab, something similar to that in Wuhan, and it's in Maryland. Um, I was actually just reading this article right before you guys came over today. And it was actually just recently shut down because of some sort of safety issues. Um, and I also saw, you know, there are accusations being thrown around by people in the Chinese government that this was actually a weapon uh, designed by and uh, employed or used by America against China. And they, they said it had something to do with the military. Can you expand on that for us, Tutti? Yeah, from what I understand, there were military games going on um, in China last year. And their thought process is that when the United States came to participate in those games, somehow they released this virus on their people. Now, my thought process on this is the fact that if we really wanted to release some sort of bioweapon on China, it's really not doing that great of a job. You know, I mean, I think worldwide, the death toll is what, right around like five, six thousand. I mean, when you look at the population of China in total at one point some billion. Right. I mean, if, if we wanted to hurt them with some sort of bioweapon, this isn't doing that. Unless the statistics on the death rate in China are flawed. Um, there's actually, you know, accusations or, or theories being thrown around that the death toll, the death toll, or the death rate there is actually much higher, and that they were trying to cover it up from the rest of the world so that they didn't know what was going on. Um, and something that people actually point to is because they actually had like these incinerators that were delivered to the city of Wuhan, um, and they literally look like like furn like giant furnaces. Um, and so people are claiming that they requested or brought in those, you know, incinerators or furnaces specifically to get rid of the bodies that were piling up in the streets. Potentially, or it was to get rid of the clothing that would contain this virus or the medical equipment that doctors had used, had used because that's pretty much the number one way we dispose of biohazard type stuff like that. I mean, and if you're thinking about an outbreak of a disease, you know, if you're a doctor who just worked with somebody... How do you ensure that your clothing or that your you know, uh, gown that you wore doesn't get transmitted to somebody else? Well, you toss it into an incinerator. Okay, that's a good point, too. That's definitely a good point. Um, but, yeah, back to the theory that America started this. Um, yeah, I believe it was like 300 soldiers or something like that. They went to these military games, and these military games were in what city in China? 
I'm gonna jump out on a leap here and say Wuhan. <laughs> yes, they were in Wuhan. Um, and so that article that I read, um, and again, the guy that actually is making these accusations in China uh, actually kind of has a reputation of making outlandish claims and being kind of extreme. Um, but what they said was that they believe that these soldiers were actually sent over to Wuhan with the virus already being contaminated within their systems. Um, and because of the fact that these soldiers were young men, they, they weren't quite as prone to the fatality part of it, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but because of the fact that these soldiers were there participating in the war games, which they lost, by the way, I guess, according to that. Um, We've lost? Well, I mean, according to that article, the the Americans didn't actually win whatever they were there for. They didn't even wow. place in any of them. Oh. Must which be kind some of, mis interpretation from Chinese news. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag America. <laughs> Hashtag America. Hey, I don't think they understand the true meaning of the word win, but that's all right. Uh, but I guess, you know, the entire premise is that we sent those soldiers over there uh, that were infected on purpose, and the result was is that the sickness spread throughout Wuhan and now throughout the rest of the world, unfortunately. Well, and I think China and you know some of its officials are going to do whatever they can to cover up their responsibility in this outbreak. I mean, when you go back to, what was it, like the, was it 2008 when SARS was significant? I don't remember the exact year, um, but tied to a presidential election. Uh, when SARS was uh, a big thing, where did that originate? Well, it originated in China and it, you know, was devastating to China. And here again, we have another outbreak pandemic now um, originating from the same country. So I think they're going to try and do whatever they can to you know, cover their own butts and say it wasn't us. Right, but I think, again, I'm going to go back to that whole idea that if this was man-made, it's because of the fact that these governments knew that the, the societies or society in general would actually react this way. And we're focused more right now on coronavirus than anything else, right? Maybe it's a distraction distraction technique if that's the case. You know, Maybe, that, maybe that's going on, something like that's going on. I don't know. Yeah, I could see more stock being put in that that yeah we are being distracted from something else going on yeah but that brings in you know the scary question of what else is going on that we're not aware of yet you know you know the, the reaction to this has been pretty hectic kind of crazy right the idea that everyone's hoarding toilet paper this is why we can't be told by the government that aliens exist <laughs> another conspiracy is actually has to do with kind of the world's elite or at least america's elite um bill gates actually gave a speech i think it was in 2018 or maybe it was a little bit before that where he actually said that there's going to be some sort of you know epidemic or pandemic that is going to majorly wipe out the uh, the population of the world um and he went on to say that the world is overpopulated now that's got a lot of conspiracy theorists saying you know this is one of the elite of the elite and if they want to try to ensure their survival and, you know, the overpopulation of the earth is threatening said survival. Perhaps this was something that was planned all along. From what I heard, and I honestly, I haven't heard a lot about this. haven't had a chance to read a lot about this. But, like, what Bill Gates said was, like, nothing new, nothing, like, amazingly shocking. He basically said, you know, there are viruses out there. They can be transmitted from animals. It's likely that one of these could affect humans and could cause a pandemic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no kidding, you know. I mean, so I mean, I think to 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 throw him under the bus and say, "Oh, he's rich. He knows about this stuff." I, I don't know that I would put much of a belief in that. Right. Uh, and one of the other extreme conspiracy theories that I've heard, and this was actually introduced to me the other day by a friend of ours. Um, he claimed that he heard that this entire thing was actually started by Americans, but not specifically, you know, by the American government in general but a specific part of the American government, and that was the Democratic Party. And he claims that 
the theory goes that the Democrats actually designed this uh, to turn into some sort of worldwide plague uh, or worldwide epidemic. Uh, the result would be that the, the world economy would crash and then people would naturally blame the leader at the time, which is President Trump, who was Republican. <laughs> okay. I, I, okay. I mean, that's pretty extreme, right? Yeah, I, I would say it's definitely pretty extreme. But I think a lot of these conspiracy theories are quite extreme. You know, we have, you know, proof of individuals who have expertise in the CDC going on and saying, hey, we warned about this years ago and now it's happening. Or you can buy into the conspiracy theories and say maybe something else is going on that society isn't really aware of. And the result is that there's some sort of shadiness going on behind the scenes. Well, and I think, like, historically I've seen, like, with every major election year, I think that's what the conspiracy is trying to say, is that these things have all affected an election in a certain way. But when I did a little bit of research, what I found is that really most of the diseases, like SARS, MRSA, things like that, um, were discovered prior to the election year and really didn't have much of an impact. SARS and MRSA specifically really had no effect on the U.S., um, elections they were barely even mentioned the one exception was in 2014 when Ebola came to be known or I shouldn't say came to be known but basically made uh, an impact and you know people were starting to lose their minds about that but I think again that kind of ties into what you said in the past about the fact that how was this reported you know was Ebola as big of a deal as it needed to be or did the media grab a hold of something and run with it right well the media has a tendency to take you know news and make it breaking news by, you know, wording it in a way that grabs the attention of the audience. Okay? If you're more dramatic with the way you write or the way you speak, you you get the audience engaged easier, right? Uh, if I'm just talking, you know, really monotone and I'm making an announcement on TV, people are not going to probably pay attention to this. Whereas if I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, people are going to be lying on the streets dying, there's a pretty big difference in the way you present yourself or your information, whether it's with spoken words or with written words, right? And, and the exaggerated parts of, of the media is what gets the attention of, the, of our society. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely it does. I mean, and I guess the question is, how is the media reporting this? Are they making this too big of a deal? Um, would we be closing schools and businesses and things like that? Um, just based on what the media t is telling us? I mean, the government has to have some sort of knowledge. Otherwise, I mean, they, they don't just listen to the media. I know Trump prefers Fox over everything else. But, sure. right. <laughs> you know, what exactly is the information that the government is getting to decide these things? Right. And that's a good point, too. Like, how exactly should the media handle this? Should it be less of a big deal? And, and if that's the case, would that be worse for our society? Or is it better to make everyone freak out and be aware of it so that that way... You know, they're more careful with, you know, how they're interacting with people and what they're doing. I mean, we have our schools being shut down. We have, you know, dine-in restaurants being shut down. This is going to have a huge impact on a variety of levels. Number one, you have parents that have to come up with some sort of daycare arrangement for their kids because they're not going to school anymore. Number two, some of, some of the kids that rely on school for food, uh, they might suffer because they don't have, you know, an, an, a reliable food source or income at home. Um, and maybe for the people who are obviously getting shut down in restaurants, I mean, I'm assuming that if this happens or, or when it happens at this point, because it's supposed to happen at the end of today, the result of that is going to be unemployment going up. You know, people aren't going to get paid. And if you don't have people getting paid, they can't make their rent or their mortgage payment. And that is going to impact the entire economy. 
And that's not just here, that's on a worldwide scale. So that, I mean, it's important to think about those consequences or, or the results of that. And I guess on the last conspiracy theory uh, that we have is the idea that um, what a lot of people aren't aware of is that this is certainly a, something, a sickness that should be taken seriously, right? I mean, if you get it, it it's something to be concerned about. It doesn't mean you freak out though. Um, but this is a really bad sickness to get if you're elderly because a majority of the people that actually have been, you know, had this fatally, which means they died from it, have been above the age of 80. It's wiping out the, the elderly more than anyone else. And, and obviously there are going to be exceptions to that if you have some sort of underlying health issues, um, whether it's, it's you know, I, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. But the conspiracy theory with the older people actually, you know, is that this was man-made, released on purpose, not just by one government, but by a couple working together. And that's to wipe out the elderly population. Now, that's really extreme, right? But you have to also think about what the elderly get right now, at least in America. Well, the elderly take out from the Social Security Fund. They take out from the Medicaid, Medicare Fund. Okay, They have retirement you know, and pensions that have to be paid. This could potentially save businesses a lot of money by taking out the elderly. Now, if, if it only you know, primarily affects the elderly, and it's causing, obviously, a temporary shutdown of everything, but if in the end it's just the elderly population that gets wiped out, is that economically viable for countries to think about? But at the same time, I mean, look at what this is doing to our economy right now. Stock markets have dropped significantly. Um, the fallout from all of these restaurants and businesses closing, I mean, this is going to have a huge economic impact sure. going forward. And is this supposed wipeout of the elderly population, is that going to even make a dent in what this thing is going to do to our economy currently? Right. And, you know, it, it's, it's for the families that are being impacted directly by the shutdown of you know, government services, the shutdown of, of certain businesses. I mean, this just kind of sucks. Uh, overall, it's, it's not fun to, to be going through this. And it's scary, obviously. Um, but again, would we be reacting this way if the media didn't cover it the way they did? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Same. I don't know. What do you think, Gunnar? I don't know, but I feel like if they don't say anything, then they should have. But if they do, they're overreacting. So it's a lose-lose situation. That's a really good point. Maybe I'm being too harsh in the media. Maybe, like I said earlier, you know, if, if they don't overreact and they kind of underplay it, then would that make this virus outbreak even worse? Like, I'm a big sports guy. Like, literally all sports are canceled, except the UFC, which is confusing. But anyway. Right, um, well, really, really quick interjection there. The UFC is actually still having events as yeah. of now, but the events are actually empty. Oh, so it's just the fighters okay. fighting, and it's kind of awkward, I heard. Yeah, so I bet. Uh, anyway, if, like, the sports leagues don't shut down and people get in the spreads and they're idiots, and if they do shut down, they're overreacting. So. Right. Well, I mean, sports are tricky because so many people go to those. If you have you know 30,000 fans in one stadium that's got a couple people that have been contaminated to this or with this, then that could obviously increase the spread at a very quick rate. You know, and again, it, it, us talking about it isn't trying to freak anyone out. Uh, but I think the idea that this this sickness could never get to our area is unrealistic. I think at some point, you know, it's going to spread throughout all the country. And unfortunately, I just think that's the harsh reality of it. Do I think it's going to impact our population in a negative way? Hopefully not. Um, I mean, so far, the people who have been affected the most have, like I said, been elderly. It doesn't mean we should be freaking out. It just means we should be aware of what we can do to kind of prevent the spread of it. What do you think of the people who think this, think this is all a hoax or a joke? Because I've heard that too from certain individuals. You, that it, There's a conspiracy theory that, you know, this is just kind of made up and that this isn't really a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that it's necessarily <clears throat> a conspiracy theory. I think just some people still don't. See just the think validity. It's like the flu or something, yeah. like a common, yeah, like we kind of, kind of what we talked about earlier, like a common cold or flu. 
Right, well, that's a good point too, Gunner, because I actually saw something on Facebook. It was like a meme that was posted, and it said the government had to introduce the idea of a new sickness, and all of a sudden, they're shutting down schools, they're shutting down businesses, they're basically limiting what people can and can't do. I, I mean, that's I think that's the fear. And I think that's part of why people are hoarding toilet paper, right? They're they're hoarding toilet paper because they think that corona we might... gives you diarrhea. No, <laughs> no, that's not, oh. that's not what I was going to say. Oh. I mean, it could give you the, the cacachorro, but... Uh, uh. I don't know. Uh, but I think it's... Um, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Shoot. What about toilet paper? Oh, I think people are hoarding toilet paper because they think there's going to be some sort of enforced you know, isolation mode where you can't leave your house for a while. And if that happens, be then so obviously rad. that's... Rad? Yeah, let's play the show, 20. Just came out. Great game, by the way. Oh. Way to go, San Diego Studios. But, uh, <laughs> okay. yeah. I mean... You're not going to have everyone listening, anyways, right? You know, even if you impose some yeah. sort of curfew, I or saw, lockdown. yeah, I saw like pictures or something of like Bourbon Street, just like last night or something, like packed to the gills. Oh, really? Yeah, after like the obviously government or whatever said like don't go out or don't have big uh, <laughs> gatherings, and there's yeah, a bunch well, of idiots out there. Turns out that the the partiers and alcoholics are going to be the demise of our society. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Who- who would have guessed it? So I think, you know, what we can do to wrap this up is kind of just encourage people to think about this logically and being aware of what you can do to, you know, reduce the chance that you're going to get this. Um, sure, I think it is going to inevitably spread to different areas of the country, but that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it's going to plague every household in America. I think, you know, the, the steps that our government are doing, which even though they're scary, is, I mean, they're kind of logical, right? Try to reduce the amount of people that are actually out and interacting, because if this is something that spreads really easily then we want to reduce that in any way possible and i think part of the scary part is is that i don't think we've actually talked about this yet but um some people can be asymptomatic and so what that means is you can have it for like a few days and mm-hmm. be contagious to other people but not even know you have yeah. it so if you don't show symptoms but you still have the virus and your body's not reacting to it in a certain way you can still potentially get other people sick and which falls into you, the whole why you need to be washing your hands why you need to be doing all the things that the cdc suggests right to limit the spread of this thing right so for example on the cdc website it literally has you know steps for you guys to follow or for people to follow to hopefully prevent the spread of it you know stay home when you're sick and i know a lot of people are you know got to go to work got to go to work even if i'm sick still got to get that money still got to take care of my family but the problem with that is is if you are sick then you can get other people sick so stay home when you're sick wash your hands have respiratory etiquette you know cough into your elbow or if you cough into your hands then make sure you wash your hands don't sneeze in other people's mouths yeah don't don't sneeze in other people's mouths cover your mouth when you're Kyle. sneezing okay. unfortunately one time gunner was walking behind me and he was yawning and i didn't know he was behind me and it was allergy season so i turned around and i sneezed right in the mouth, it, it went right in his mouth. <laughs> he, yelled, he yelled at me uh okay so one of the other you know pieces of advice or tips that it has on the CDC website, clean frequently touched surfaces daily. Um, So even if you don't have access to some of the wipes, some of the Clorox wipes that are uh, currently being sold out at a record pace in stores, I mean, try to use some some soap and hot water. I mean, anything's better than doing nothing, right? And another thing is, is make sure that if you think you have it or if you're afraid of getting it, don't go into medical facilities and steal their items. I mean, there are reports of hospitals having all their face masks face masks being removed by patients or by people going in there, uh, having toilet paper removed. Okay, the healthcare profession is the one that's going to take care of us right now. We need to keep all of these supplies with them as possible. They need to be able to uh, protect themselves while they are taking care of the sick. 
Uh, and if you're one of those people that's you know tempted to do that, um, maybe think a, a second time about that because that kind of comes across as a little selfish, right? Hey, I just want to uh, kind of on a side note, uh, but same same type of topic. Uh, the Tooties were in a hotel the other night, and I thought about taking the extra toilet paper in the hotel, <laughs> but you'll all be proud of me. I didn't. I didn't. I mean, can't say that I would have done the same, but it's fine. It's oh fine. my god! I'm kidding. I kid. I digress. Um, so yeah, overall, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, we encourage you not to panic, not to freak out, but we do encourage you to you know be aware of this and to think logically and with with a level head. Um, because you know if you're focusing on doing everything that everything else is or everything that everybody else is doing, that is going to lead to mob mentality, right? Like I said earlier, anxiety and fear is contagious. Um, we don't need toilet paper in my house. We're okay. But just the other day when I was driving, I was like, oh crap, I should probably get some toilet paper because I kept hearing everyone's everywhere sold out of toilet paper. We don't even need toilet paper, but I'm still thinking like, oh man, we got to get toilet paper. It's weird how our society can kind of impact us on that level. So, so yeah. All right. So audience, we appreciate you listening as always. We want you to stay healthy so that you can continue to listen uh as the days go on we hope uh you all the best in the weeks to come absolutely thank you so much for tuning in and if you have any questions comments or concerns for any of us please don't hesitate to contact us on one of our social media handles or just send us an email uh and to reiterate our earlier announcement uh, we still are offering you know weird beard merchandise in the form of t-shirts if you want to purchase one just make sure you contact us and let us know at this point it's first come first serve stay healthy All right, take care, guys. Good night. And now, ladies and gentlemen, a little food for thought. So we were just having a conversation here as we uh, wrapped up. Um, Maybe a conspiracy theory we should be talking about is perhaps the toilet paper industry is behind this whole thing. Turns out, charm is not so innocent after all. Those darn bears coming after you. Or maybe, you know, like, what is it, Johnson & Johnson, Procter & Gamble, the people that make, like, the antibacterial soaps and things like that. Right. Just saying. Turns out it's all made up to sell out of all of the supplies. I think we need to check some CEO emails and see who's <laughs> been uh, sending what. Greatest sales plan of all time. All right, we're getting a bit ridiculous here, but they are probably making bank right now. A hundred percent making bank. Hashtag bonus twenty twenty. Hashtag. I don't know what else to say. That's a bad hashtag. Okay. <laughs> all, all right. right thanks anyway, a lot, guys. Stay safe. Adios.